Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I'm Brody Stout. I'm Nolan Rabine. We hope you enjoy. I wanted to start us off today by reading a quote from everybody's favorite legendary filmmaker, Mr. Taika Waititi. Uh huh. Um, now, is he infected by the woke mind virus yet? He always has been. Okay. Um, he kind of he kind of invented it. Some might say the CEO of the woke mind virus. <laughs> Taika Waititi knows he'll be obsolete in decades. And then the quote, no one remembers who directed Casablanca. (laughs) I'm 47. My God, take the pressure off. People are so obsessed with likes or leaving behind a legacy, being remembered. Here's the thing. No one's going to remember us. What's the name of the director of Casablanca? Michael Curtis. That's arguably one of the greatest films of all time no one knows his name how the fuck do i expect to be remembered so who cares that sounds like tim robinson (laughs) and the hot dog suit people are so obsessed with likes or leaving behind a legacy being remembered no one's going yeah anyway no one knows who made the best movie ever but yeah what, um i, I mean i i, I could be what one did of, i do i made guardians too <laughs> I, I, no he didn't he made oh, no, thor he was in that three movie. he made you're right sorry he didn't make thor guardians four. two he made thor three <laughs> yeah huge <laughs> distinction we could be one of 500 people to say that michael curtis directed casablanca but it's funny that he would choose Casablanca to try to make this argument because it's sort of the premier studio success story. You know, the Hollywood studios of the 1940s where they assign a direct, assign a writer, they assign actors, sure. and like they, yeah. they control everything. And when people were making the formula, the modern formula. You mean? Well, it was, no, it was it was literally the classic formula in the 1940s and 50s. But I'm saying, is it like the first movie that did that? I'm saying like the the first movie to bring on like teams of production people. Is that what you're saying? No, but but it's it's the one that is um, regarded as having the most success. Okay. Uh, the people who were making it didn't even think that it was any good while they were in production. <laughs> like it, true artists. It, it came out and it <laughs> failed, you know? Right. The, the right, movie's right. reputation has largely been built in the decades since. Sure. More importantly, like, that's specifically chose Casablanca because you can't say no one remembers who directed Citizen Kane or no one remembers right. who directed Vertigo or no one remembers who directed The Apartment because that's just not true. Right. Those it, are all Taika Waititi films. Yes. Of course. Right. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Orson. I mean, people, of course, do remember who directed Casablanca, but if Taika Waititi doesn't, then he's going to use this to excuse his mediocre filmography because... Um, He's using Casablanca for a reason. He's using a, a movie that, that you kind of say people don't remember the director of, and too many people outside of the internet aren't going to challenge you on that. The movie's that. also 80 years old. Exactly. And Taika Waititi's movies are entirely based on him. Yeah. Like, he is one of the most narcissistic filmmakers in America. His you watch voice any of his movies. So strong. It's all yeah. about him. Like, Jojo Rabbit, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I digress. If Taika Waititi is comparing his own filmography to like the one of 1,000 studio movies that came out that year and the one that is regarded as being a masterpiece, despite not really being an example of directorial art, 
that's just a cop out. I and think it's not it's not a reach to say that Taika Waititi has not made the 21st century Casablanca. I think you could say that. <laughs> and I didn't really know how I was going to work that into the podcast today, so I yeah, just kind of wanted to start that out. Why not? Anyway, welcome back to Mudville. May 31st. We are about two hours away from the month of June. Yes, sir. Brody, how has your week been? Uh, Pretty good. Three-day weekend kind of screwed me up for the... Uh, I thought it was Tuesday, like all day. Um, and then I realized it was Wednesday because somebody asked what I was doing tomorrow being Thursday. And I was like, Thursday? That doesn't sound right. But I don't know. Whatever. We had a three-day weekend and... All that I could think of was every weekend should be three days. Yeah, of course. Like, it's, it's beyond like even consideration at this point. It just like should happen. Like there have been studies that have all turned out positively, and you know, it's just everybody knows yeah. it's better. Four day <laughs> four day work week improves productivity, improves relations around the office. It's uh, it's just a win win for everybody. Yep. I did lots of uh, Google searches this week into four day work week laws. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah, you I was like, man, <laughs> no, I did. I I legitimately did that. I was just like, I mean, life would just be so better. much better. I think a bunch of like if we had a four day work week doing it now yeah i think and maybe you know, france france you, is always up on france know, is on yeah the up and up with labor stuff i think france least, like has their president's head in the fucking guillotine at yeah, all times waiting much. to go they're just like test us they are those people are just dying to revolt the second anyone threatens to take away their four-hour midday wine break mm-hmm Americans are cut. Raise hell. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Americans are like, like, you know, the, the tweet that was the other day that was like, uh, Americans use their one day off to go get heart surgery that they then have to pay for. Yeah. It yeah. was comparing <laughs> us to Europe and yeah. it was just laughing at one guy who kept commenting at, at everybody. Uh, Marshall Plan, sweetie. Like we can't have universal health care in America because we gave it all to Europe in 1948. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, sweaty. That was part of the. Uh, what was the thing that was that? No, there was no document that ended World War Two. That was that uh, would be a bad no, mistake. there was. But was there? I'm a teacher for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a substitute. I teacher. don't see anything about like a specific document i don't I think just there was like i think we bombed the shit out World of japan War II ended and then that in 1945 was yeah yeah, yeah. hitler VE killed Day. himself we hitler popped himself in the few dome. war crimes and then the war ended that was it <laughs> speaking yeah. of nazis who should kill themselves i wrote a Substack article today about, <laughs> this. about <laughs> anthony bass <laughs> what, a tra- what a transition yeah. i just wrote about baseball's uh cultural sickness yeah and um, well written. Go to thank take you. a listen. Oh, it's um, disgusting for everybody. It's at mudville.substack.com. If you want to subscribe, you know, give me a follow. I yeah, very much stuff. appreciate it. We talked about it a little bit last week. I don't really have much more in me anymore, but it, it's all just blood boiling yeah. stuff with um, Anthony Bass going around on twitter the last week and the number of people who seem to think that uh bigotry has an intellectual fortitude to it everybody has to cater to the worst people Mm -hmm. um not to expound you know you do mention um how even when you go through or did you say like you go through uh people that you know baseball players will follow or something on social media and it's all like yeah you know america one six 
patriotism. I don't, I don't think I said it's that like, in in the article, but yeah. it's 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 absolutely. They all follow like, Ben Shapiro yeah, and like Stephen Crowder. And if if you follow baseball players, you're going to have a shocking number of mutuals with a lot of the worst. Yeah, media people in the country. There was um like around when Volpe was coming up, it was like you know he follows like America Gun Dot Freedom Dot Press nazis or whatever <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's not that it's bad. not that bad it's not it's that not bad it that is bad. like it is like ben shapiro though and like his yeah ilk, which i don't know, you know I, I just i i stopped doing that like i, I honestly it's, stopped it's just not following worth it. baseball not players worth yeah. for that reason yeah. i was just kind of like let this them is just gonna entertain take me, for me out three of hours. it yeah and it's not gonna make it and yeah i mean that's just all all it could do is make me dislike these guys it's, and it's that, really that kind of sucks except for spencer strider yeah, you Let's know, once, once in a while you get a a cool guy, like <laughs> a cool Liam mustachioed or man, Sean yeah. Doolittle or Dude, uh, Hendricks, Lucas awesome. Giolito. Yeah, they're all very cool. Like but, Hendricks um, is cool though for a few reasons, which we can now use this to springboard into actual baseball chat if we want to. But yeah, um, Hendricks stuff. Hendricks coming back from uh, from cancer like five months after being diagnosed is crazy. Him running out on the field, I got chills. I don't care about the White Sox, you know, at all. Um, I didn't really like Liam Hendricks until literally yesterday. <laughs> so it was, you know, uh, well, that's the not White fair. Sox, I was, I was uh, rooting for him, but yeah. it's, you know, I, I just, I found him to be a bit much, but um, <laughs> the fan caller that, from mid April didn't the, the effect no, that, of that wore off on I, you. It, you weren't so into the White Sox anymore. <laughs> I actually, so I have been like, like passively rooting for them. I actually put in a bet like oh, no. a week ago. That was the, uh, it was the, um, like just all of the the uh, division winners, um, and actually I feel way better about it than I should because the odds are not great. But I did put the White Sox for the AL Central, and it's I think I put like it was like fifteen bucks to win fifty grand or oh, something. Shoot. Okay, it was. Well, I, I'll, wow. I'll read it off. Well, that's um, fifteen bucks to win fifty thousand dollars. It is the division winners as follows: Yankees, White Sox, Astros, Cardinals, Braves, Padres. Oh, which okay. I, I see. Yeah, so I feel way better about that than I should. <laughs> like I, I feel like the Padres are probably well. The Cardinals are. I don't know, dude. The central divisions are so weak. Anybody it's definitely can win them. one where you can just kind of go set it and forget it. Yep. Worst that's thing exactly that happens it. is it doesn't hit. And Gonna that's check like back in in September. 99.99999% like, <laughs> chance it doesn't hit. So no, not like, necessarily. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I don't know what it the odds to, odds to percent chance means, but it yeah, is plus 333,000. So <laughs> we'll see. California baseball owners are uh, causing a scene continuously this week. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Dude, they are so bad. The Every o- single one of them, mm-hmm. except for the Padres. But they. Uh, the Oakland saga continues this week with uh, more and more legislation and paperwork being drawn up to move the team to Nevada. Um, as I understand it, you know, John Fisher is trying to push this dog shit product onto the taxpayers of a new state (laughs) yeah and he's like so we're gonna move the a's to las vegas right and nevada is like we will definitely be putting a baseball team in las vegas (laughs) (laughs) so there's a very real possibility that the a's end up uh without much of a future since they've given oakland the middle finger at this point they're all in on 
Las Vegas. I am and rooting so hard for this whole thing to fall apart. With and the for product him to have on to the crawl field. back to Oakland. Yep. And just say, I'm. He's never going to. I mean, he would never like apologize to the city or whatever, but he might, you know, if they don't get a deal through maybe uh being forced to sell the team by major league baseball and then uh the a's can stay in oakland Fangraphs article today that was published about Somebody what would, would actually them. happen for uh oh yeah no there are already multiple bidders that want to i'm sure keep the team in oakland of like course. specifically who have said that wait you mean there's a team who wants to make a dedicated fan base happy and Imagine take all their money <laughs> Yeah, Man, which is a Imagine bit of a pessimistic that. view of looking at it, but there is a dedicated fan base there who loves their team. Do you see Why the, don't uh, you use that? <laughs> Did you see the uh, Ken Rosenthal thing this week where he like said, "If you accept this deal that they put on the table, you are like fools. Like you are Vegas." You, yeah, he said, oh, "Like good for Ken, like you are being conned." Yeah, um, like it's just it's the most obvious thing in the world, yeah. and I I think maybe you think the owner of the A's is going to put together a mutually beneficial exactly. deal. No, no I, I think that I'm being naive, but uh, you know maybe it's possible that this whole thing could fall apart. Hey man, it's got the same amount of odds um, as my division bet. <laughs> John Fisher can be publicly shamed. Like I would Cersei Lannister more. flog him through the square. Oh, and the other owner of the San Francisco Giants, Charles Johnson, has declared war on a clam shack that he thinks is going to decrease value on his like eighth okay. property hold on i've missed this entire saga fill me in please no that that's like the whole thing but what? apparently he's he's losing okay, well give me some details <laughs> well it's just it's this guy he's 90 years old he has like eight different mansions because he owns a baseball team yeah. and there's a proposal the owner of the clam shack which i was about oh, to be no, very no, pro, no. pro would, clam shack yeah no oh, I'm, I'm i'm very pro i already clam am shack pro clam shack i'm, I'm, I'm gonna be like, clear I'm going to invest in this clam shack, <laughs> but apparently he's like, this will decrease the value of my property and all the property around me. And now apparently Charles Schwab came out in favor of the restaurant. So this, the, the Charleses are beefing over the clams. Let's go. Oh my God. Wow. You know what else will devalue your property? Yeah. Not bringing back Carlos Rodon. <laughs> Uh, hey, they, at least they signed Arson Judge. That's, they did sign Arson Judge. Yeah, I, it's Man. it's just amazing that this guy is getting publicity now for losing a fight to a clam shack. Yeah, and bad. like the, the guy who's like proposing to run the clam shack said, like, this isn't his first house. This isn't his second house. He doesn't <laughs> live here. Basically the like LeBron James speech, but right, about billionaires right, right. being asshole. <laughs> like, it's awesome. Oh, it's incredible. Good for clam shack, man. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go clam shack. Clam More power shack. to the clams. Clam shack. Clam shack. <laughs> Man, oh, we like clam shacks yeah. here on the Mudville pod. Yes, we do. This is a explicitly pro clam shack. Yeah, absolutely. Podcast. Now we're about to get milk ducked or milkshake ducked probably with the clam shack. Yeah. <laughs> the clam shack guy is going to turn out to be like part of ISIS. Uh, it was prospect day yesterday. Uh, Josue DePaula and Ethan Salas were both put on A-ball rosters by the Dodgers and Padres, respectively. Uh, A.J. Smith Shaver was called up to the Braves after just being drafted last year. An absurd ascent for this young arm who they're initially going to put into the pen but who they imagine will be in the starting rotation love before a young too arm. long. Gotta love a young you gotta arm. You got to love a young arm. 
and then we saw James Wood, Junior Comanero, and Marcelo Mayer all promoted to Double A. Nice. So some yeah. exciting times for the future of baseball. Oakland has beaten Atlanta twice. I know that. Over That's the past unreal. Two nights. Unreal. I, I don't it. know how that I, happened. I do. If you're curious, yeah, I have the answer. Do it. I know why. So Sean Murphy and Matt Olson are hanging out in the clubhouse before the game starts. And he's looking around the room and he's like, guys, let's just look like you're trying. But these guys can really use a win. And <laughs> it's not it like the Mets win? or the no. Phillies are catching us. We can just we can <laughs> afford to drop two. Give them just some kind of, you know, put, uh, for, know for old time's that. sake, put a smile on the Oakland A's fans faces. They don't get much. <laughs> Throw them a bone. Except for the thought of uh, John Fisher getting flogged through the square. <laughs> It just becomes more and more crazy that they got hosed last year in the draft lottery and they ended up with pick number six in a draft that has a top tier of five elite players. Yeah. And now they're probably going to end up with a third catcher. (laughs) The A's being the A's probably going to end up trading, I don't know, Shea Langliers this year, maybe next year or something. Probably next year. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what they're, they're going to get for him. Like a pitching prospect or something that's what they tend to do yeah <laughs> and then they just ruin them yep. and then trade them and then trade the ones they don't ruin to the yankees yeah who then immediately implode. yeah well i was gonna say there was a uh another thing that was like uh, it was a compilation of like it was like catch god strikes again and it was just a picture of like caprellian and uh who else sears and waldachuk and like all their like stat lines from this season it's like you cannot accurately judge A's pitchers off of their actual performances. I just I refuse to believe that the best that any of these guys could do is what they are doing at the professional level for the Oakland A's. That just I feel like if you put them in Triple A, they dominate not just because the talent is worse, but because they actually have stakes. Like this is nothing can come of this. They are under team control for years. They don't want to hurt themselves. And all they're probably trying to do is hold out until the team either moves or or Fisher sells it. I keep on wanting to call him John Henry. Because um, we saw Sears do well last year, and it wasn't just because he hadn't been figured out. He had good well, stuff. No, Sears has done like, well this year, too. He's, he's had a good start like for them. six yeah. or seven ERA. Well, yeah, but, but he's whatever. he's got decent stuff, at least. No, he does. that's what I'm saying. He does he's have had, decent he's stuff. He's had like, decent performances. Yeah, sure. And that's, that's what I'm saying. I, it's just there's – do not – Sloth praise onto Brian Cashman because the Oakland A's don't give a shit. I'll <laughs> sloth not nothing. Don't sloth anything. Sloth nothing. Um, speaking of James Caprillion, he you shall did, not sloth. He did take the loss today. The I feel Braves. Like I used sloth wrong. Is that the wrong way to use it? I have. I didn't know. I was just kind of following your lead. No, because like I think like now that I think about it, it's like if you're. I think it's like you, if you dodge work, you're like sloughing off. I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. I don't know. Let's just move past it. Fair enough. I don't have my thesaurus with me. The Braves did salvage today's game. Four to two. Jared Schuster got the win. But the A's took that series. So I can't imagine Atlanta fans are too happy with that. No, they're actually over the moon. I'm telling you. It just shows you that Sean Murphy <laughs> and Matt Olson are good dudes. The Rays are looking extra beatable. They got shut down. Not a yeah, complete man. game shut out by them Cubbies. Stroman the looking other day good. in a one to nothing loss. Yep. Um, take into account those four consecutive series to start the year against bottom of the barrel teams. And, uh, you're starting to wonder if this is a first-place team after all. I, I think the narratives are getting a little out of hand with the Rays. Mm-hmm. I think that they are still one of, if not the best teams in baseball. Oh, I mean, certainly. It's, you know, 
it's right there right now between the Braves, the Rays. Honestly, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I think it's just the Braves and the Rays. Like I, that's. I still, think uh, the Rays. Who else is playing anywhere near that good a bit? And not currently, but I'm saying like has been this year. Like uh, the Orioles, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the yeah, but none of them. The have Rangers had. actually. The Rangers. It, the it Rangers really might be the fair. Rangers. The Rangers yeah. is fair. Um, but I, the, I was gonna say the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Orioles all have like a bit more. I don't know flaws are just less they they don't look as driven as the Braves or the A's or the Rays have coming sure. out of like coming out the gate at least but that being said I both of them seem to kind of be coming back to earth a little bit as you know baseball tends to do to teams who start out hot you know you cool down eventually sure. um but I I don't know I I think as per my bet I still think the Yankees are going to find a way to win this division but the Rays are not like they're not frauds they're not posers. They're not oh, of like, course not. this no, is no, not, no. you know, it, this was not just like a, they're getting hot out of the gate and then not going to do anything. Everybody knows they're going to be fine. I think all three the of these teams finish within like two or three games of each other. And three teams being the Rays, Yankees and Orioles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Orioles, going to be a crazy race at the end of the year. Grayson Rodriguez has been sent down uh, after a very disappointing performance in 2023. Uh, I did hear some reports that he may have been tipping his pitches, so maybe they sent him down to work on that because uh, that's a guy with incredible sure. stuff. So should not be getting rocked. Very yeah. uh, alarming as to why he is getting hit as hard as he has been. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think with uh, like it's a thing with young pitchers; they need to, you know. They, like that happens they have you know tells they have it's you know it could be the slightest little things like you hold your glove a little higher when you're throwing a slider or look back at second right before you throw a fastball or like you know there are just little things that you might not have any idea that you're doing and then just little ticks yep and then uh you have aaron judge peeking at the first base coach to tell him that he's about to throw a slider and he's gonna hang it so <laughs> well no that that was because the clubhouse <laughs> I'm, was, I'm kidding was I'm kidding. yelling at the umpire that's no i, I <laughs> okay for those for I'm those doing a bit, for those sorry. audio only which is everybody because yeah. we don't have a camera no one just put on the most grinchy smile i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> following that line yeah well um, speaking yeah. of grinchy smiles the <laughs> orioles replaced cedric mullins who went on the il yeah, with aaron dude. hicks yep what do you think the about the latest that? the latest of yankee castaways to actually kind of do well in their debuts um oh, gary, did sanchez he do well? had, gary sanchez at a homer oh, today yes yes he did um aaron hicks went like uh he i know he scored two runs he had a base hit maybe more than one but hey, he, well, he looked good, good for him he looked good i'm i was i actually tuned into that game specifically to watch aaron hicks interesting um yeah the orioles are fun to watch as well but i was very curious and i was going to do him rooting for the guy um, I mean, personally, yeah. I would tune in for Adley, Adley Rutschman. Yeah, but that's I just also me. did that. But it's, you know, motherfucker um, watching games for sixty-one OPS. I, I, <laughs> I just, I wanna. I'm pulling for the guy. That's all. <laughs> I don't know if he actually has a sixty-one OPS. I think I it's probably. That. Uh, it's probably a little higher. OPS than plus that. is probably around. Oh there, yeah, if that's not much. That's lower, what I meant. OPS plus. Yeah, uh, I feel like he probably is rocking about a forty OPS plus. If I had to guess, Oof. but. Oh boy, uh, I hope not. I don't know. Uh, the Yankees' offense has been rolling ten Hell runs yeah. in three straight games, uh, taking the first two against the Seattle Mariners. Game three being Handling. played right now. Uh, George Kirby versus Clark Schmidt, both looking good right now. Clark actually low key had a great May, which um, did he? Yes, he did. I didn't know that. Um, he he's been looking good. He has been um, getting his. Uh, I think he had like three or four straight starts with like three or less 
earned. So he's looking much he's better looking than better. he did. In, he's in settling April. down, looking a lot more comfortable at the major league level. Um, he still needs to figure out lefties. He does. Um, but tonight he's doing well against a Mariners lineup that has a couple. Quite a um, few studs in it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of studs. Actually, and the Yankee pitching staff has handled them pretty well mm-hmm. in general. And the offense has been the problem. And uh, it turns out that IKF is the second coming of Barry friggin' Bonds. So well, he is, hit a uh, bunch of singles. <laughs> if, okay. So maybe of like and? Pete Rose. <laughs> Don't yuck <laughs> my yum, man. I'm going to yuck it. <laughs> I, I, it's going to uh, happen. I, I love the IKF like power surge. This is. And by the he did have a couple games where he hit, he like popped a few homers. And, he like, has gotten a few. He has gotten a few yeah. out. Um, he he has completely endeared himself to the Yankee fan base, including myself. Yeah, well, um, he's he's a great know. bench guy. That's the thing. He's a like, perfect bench guy. I was kind of saying it yeah. all year last year. I was like, if they took him out of the starting shortstop role, I probably wouldn't hate this guy. Yeah, but absolutely not. When you were getting nobody that, hated him because of him. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it was, was what he represented. He was put into a position to fail, and now he's been in one where he can succeed, and he's doing a great job. Yeah. So exactly. um, he's a great utility guy. Well off the said. Bench. Yep. Um, Loving it. Bryce Miller got tagged in game one. Yes, he did. Uh, he was on a roll, hadn't given up a home run, gave up his first one to who else but Aaron Judge. Yep. Um, Logan so, gets rocked in game two. Yeah. Kirby going to get rocked tonight. Well, not so far. Not yet. Uh, let's see what else. For the fourth straight week, the entire American League East is ahead of the entire American League Central. I don't know how this is still a thing. It is completely I do. absurd. Can I can I go? Yeah, you can I, go. I, okay, the AL Central's bad. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Correct. I you raised win. my hand, by the way, once again. He did joke raise for his hand. The non-audio listeners, yeah. which is nobody. Maybe a visual bit for <laughs> for no one. Yeah, reminds me of a Beatles song. <laughs> but anyway, um, nowhere, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's more about my that life. A, that was a deep riff. <laughs> yeah. Few people deep might get cut, that one. Deep cut to a back end, a B side rubber sole hit. <laughs> but um I think that was rubber sole. Anyway. Um yeah. So the uh For no the American one was the white album. That though. that was what I was going I wait, I thought that was no, a I know, but the joke was no, that, f- that you were saying that the reference was to for no one. Yes, and I was is on saying, revolver. "Oh yeah, it, it was nowhere, man." No, I, no, I got, I got the, I, I got nowhere, that part man of the is bit. on Rubber Soul. That's no, I, yeah, that's I. That, for well, no wait, one is on the White Album. I'm pretty sure it's on Revolver. That's what I'm confused about. Oh, now. It, I was it with might you be. for the rest oh, of that. Oh, oh, okay. I think, I think it's on Revolver. Um, could be wrong, but I don't know. Somebody fact check and let us know that we're fake Beatles fans. Anyway, um, the AL Central is trash. Yeah, bad. Uh, the Guardians have just completely let me down, man. They are not doing anything good. For no um, one is on Revolver. Okay, I was there wrong. We go. Sorry. There you go. So I'm a real Beatles fan. You're a fucking yeah, phony. You know what's actually crazy is I learned to read off the back of Beatles albums when I was three, and I had like... You weren't paying attention, were you? <laughs> well, I, I had like all of their track lists sure. memorized before yeah. I, I was in kindergarten, Definitely autistic. Crazy. So, <laughs> and now I get this just one a good wrong. Way, a good way to introduce have, yourself to the world of music. Man. I have come. I uh, what has happened to me that I, I could get that wrong? It is now. Uh, it, it's Jesus. been too long. You know what you need to do is reacclimate yourself. You got to get back in there. I, yeah, get in the lab. I think I do. I gotta. <laughs> I, I gotta get back and study the boys. Oh yes. Yeah. 
man i actually so we had the beatles number one album when i was a kid and that was like what we used to listen to my dad has like all of them but Um, yeah continue yeah no no no. i mean like the album that was just their number one hits oh oh and i thought okay for years um it is but i thought for years that that was an actual album oh yeah not like so one time i was like looking through i i don't know what but i was like where's one (laughs) oh wait a minute why are all these songs on these other albums (laughs) oh you're like wow this album's amazing this is good Nothing but bangers. These guys are hit after hit after hit, literally. <laughs> Picks up an Man. album. The Essential Bob Dylan. Wow. <laughs> this is such a good album. Man, why is everything on here good? No skips. Anyway, no skips on The Essential Bob Dylan. <laughs> Mudville, a podcast about classic rock. Dude, don't tempt me. You can do it. I, I, I would I not be fit it. for that. I have, I have expended my ability to talk about that genre. <laughs> I will do it. I spent years disliking Man, it. Listeners, but, let uh, us know if you'd like me to bring in some guests and do a classic rock episode. That'd yeah, <laughs> why not? I mean, we don't have any parameters here. Yeah. We have full... <laughs> creative control mudville no parameters <laughs> i could do an episode that's just like me freestyling over jay dilla beach <laughs> yo our most listened to episode or our least yeah it's not gonna there's no in between there's no medium there <laughs> yeah. um yeah but the al central is dog shit the tigers are 26 and 28 and they're in second place Dude, the tigers have like they're That's within hilarious. striking distance i should have put the money on the tigers they're within like two games and they're bad yeah. like they're not yeah. a good team they're under 500 but that actually well wait 26 Riley and 28 Green's said, right? playing better but Riley he just Green's got good. hurt eduardo rodriguez just got hurt yep. uh spencer is turnbull that a, sucks is that a tub of bugs that looks like a tub of bugs. That is a tub of bugs. A tub o bugs. Is it not? What else would it be? It definitely was. I, th- I guess Seattle listeners, what do you guys, you guys eat cockroaches? Eating, is that dude. what's happening? We have the the Yankee game on mute, so yeah. we're, we're for going the, entirely for those off the of, audio uh, only. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It, there there was like a bucket of cockroaches on it, TV. So. It at least looked like it. Yeah. That was, uh, Seattle listeners, tap in. Tell us what that's all about. Yeah. Because I don't know. Come back to us, babe. That was weird. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That being the uh, the bucket o bugs, and also what I just said. Oh, now Jeff Nelson is eating the bucket o bugs. I don't know what we got anyway, here. Anyway, that that leads. Yeah, that's oh man, that Dude. leads me back to the question: Why is all of the good baseball being played on the coasts? Uh, money. Yes. Yeah. This is next question. You know, <laughs> this, this is just the electoral college all over again with the yeah, dude. the coastal elites Let's do constantly <laughs> being weighed down by the schmucks and the midwest <laughs> <Middle> america <laughs> they don't deserve better baseball i'm just gonna go for the most strange metaphor i can that that's pretty up there man. yeah absolutely. you are you are pushing hard on the uh the barriers of that joke <laughs> yeah i think but, that's that's about the end of it i don't know i i think it's you know it, it is kind of sad, but there's there's also part of the uh, the equation here in that a lot of those teams are rebuilding. Um, like a handful of them have made more recent World Series appearances than uh, a lot of teams in, in the East Divisions, at least. Like uh, the Royals, the Guardians, the Cubs. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? I don't know. Central like, teams. A lot of those teams are just kind of... Appearance. Yeah, like, obviously. But, but a lot sh- of them are coming into rebuilds. They've had like a few years of, I don't know. Like the thing is they get one bad contract and they're fucked. So but, it's like 
they were know. all expected to be so much better. Like the Twins, were they? Well, Guardians, the twins, sure. White yeah, Sox, Guardians too. Brewers, the White Cardinals. They should all be like way better than they are. The only team in either of those divisions, I'd say that the only teams that are, are actually overperforming right now in either of those divisions are the Pirates and the Tigers. Yep. And that's kind of funny. It is. I think but, people um, would have pegged them for fifth in both. It's also just so kind of sad like yep. I'd, I'd like to see better baseball spread all across divisions or if we're gonna have these teams just being consistently mediocre i'd yep. like to see a bit of a restructure of the playoff system to uh, take that into account that being said you can blame your beloved orioles for what is going on with about a quarter of the league um because now especially that it's working well you could also blame the astros for what the orioles did so uh yeah that's fair <laughs> like always it always goes back to the, the astros. fucking astros and, and to the cubs those two teams were the ones who really kind of kick-started the tank yeah but the orioles did it incredibly efficiently uh they you did gotta, <laughs> well it's kind of hard to mess it up <laughs> it, it's six straight it's definitely first picks, hard to, to throw but, away five consecutive years and then not have a hall of elite prospects coming your way. Yep. But they've Which got they a are, hall. They, like, they are going to now need damn. to move some of that hall um, because they have too much talent. Yeah. Oh, where were we? Bryce Miller, another Miller, Bobby Miller, looking Bobby great Miller. in LA. He's come up, made Dude, stop two showing starts. the bucket of bugs. Yeah, they've got to stop showing us. Don't Jeff show Nelson me Jeff Nelson eating, chowing bugs. I don't need to see that, dude. I don't, yeah. Oh, They've man. really overdone it at this point. That was the third bug yes, shot. Yes, network. If, we got too much bugs. Cool it on the bugs. Cool it on the bug I'm not chatter. watching a David Cronenberg movie dude, here. Dude, man. Uh, on the other hand, the NL's parody right now is remarkable. The last place Rockies in the entire conference, that is, are within 10 games of the first place Dodgers. Yeah. Nobody is even five games back of a playoff spot at the time of re- recording. That's insane. That's crazy. That's insane. The last place team Man. right now is like 23 and 30 is actually, let me get the exact record. It's 24 and 32. It's no, the it's Nationals the and the Rockies. Good for the Rockies. Are tied for last in the conference. And neither of those teams are even out of their divisions, which, yeah. which is just insane yeah. i mean they are realistically but <laughs> they don't like, really have a shot plausibly. but i mean if they're if they weren't so top heavy yeah. like because the thing it's it's the opposite of the race right oh, these are teams that are probably about to start going and like really going mm-hmm. like the padres are already kind of picking it up a little bit they've been they're, they're not fully going going yet but the uh you know as we said earlier the dodgers are good they have not shown the ability to dominate the way that we're expecting it, but they will. Um, I could only guess. Um, same thing with uh, the East. Like the Braves have absolutely come out the gate swinging. They're like on fire. Um, but the Mets and the Phillies are supposed to be better than they are. And the uh, the Nats and the Marlins, you know, this is probably going to be the deal. The Marlins, if they could get any kind of offense except for Luis Arise and his 430 batting average would be <laughs> fantastic but yeah i um, think like you know what it ultimately boils down to is that the american league has a team with a 690 winning percentage and a team with a 207 oh dear winning God. percentage and the Who, national the royals <laughs> no the a's oh right. <laughs> I, 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 forgot. I didn't count but them in my head the royals are team. 304 <laughs> they are also considerably worse yeah, than any other hot. team in the nl i mean those are going to be the the two teams at the top of the draft lottery at yep. least yep. Yep. um 
And the NL just coming up, by the way, the, uh, the, uh, the draft and the combine are coming up. Good friend of mine. Oh, we need to have Daniel on for yes. a, uh, a draft spectacular. Oh, we absolutely are going to do that. I don't know how much he'd be allowed to talk about. We'll, so. we'll have we'll we'll bring in Daniel and we'll bring on my friend uh, Nick as well, yeah. and we'll talk yeah, about yeah. prospects. For and we'll um, just go off with it. That'll yeah. be so much fun. For those not fully immersed in the Mudville verse, um, that rhymed and I didn't mean it to. The mud verse. The mud verse. Um, I do have a good friend of mine who works for Major League Baseball in the draft operations department. Um, We're CIA ops, sorry. And, uh, yeah, Daniel, I know you're listening. So um, hi, if Daniel. you want to, uh, hi, if you want to come on and uh, and do a, a draft day app, you know, well, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll also, I'll, I'll offline you, but um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss. Oh, everything's coming up. I know he's been working really hard on, uh, he works on the combine stuff specifically. So that would be very interesting to get him to talk about what he's allowed to talk about if he can. Well, pen him a letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have our people reach out to his people, <laughs> which is me reaching out to his girlfriend and saying, is Daniel available? <laughs> can he come over and chat? Can, can he come <laughs> can he over play? and play? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, see if we can do that that's but a preview of mudville episode number we don't I quite know, know yet probably 15 eh, maybe what is this 12 Pro- well, yeah it'll probably be like 17 yeah. or so by the time that comes sure. around we might have gone through four iterations of the logo by then well <laughs> let's keep running through some of this baseball we're absolutely approaching the end uh the reds are looking formidable finally they're well not really finally they were only in the tank for really one year yeah they're about to call up ellie de la cruz well, they also shipped off all their talent yeah so, at I the mean, start of 2022 yeah um ellie de la cruz the number one prospect in baseball dominating triple a sure. every night elite speed hitting the ball almost 120 miles an hour already unbelievable from both um, sides of the plate too it's absolutely yeah real switch hitter shortstop um absolute phenom i have the a second very, he debuts i will tune into his debut i feel like he's gonna be a bust oh like, shut up there's there's too much hype the hype hasn't lasted long enough. That's like, true. That's true. He only became like, quote unquote, of a household prospect name. I'd say a couple I, like weeks ago, two weeks ago. Like, it was when that when that I've known, the the oh game line God, came out cool. where he had like two homers of one sixty plus EV. Insane. <laughs> from the left side and the right side. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm also not being completely serious. I I don't think he's going to be a bust. I just like. I just said it's, it's going to be tough to live up to expectations. Dude, he's a switch hitter who can hit the ball 115 miles an hour from both sides. That's yeah, unbelievable. Am, I'm incredibly <laughs> excited for him. It's, you know, that's it's crazy. I don't even know if that's ever happened at the major league level. Has it? like I mean we we don't know how hard Mickey Mantle can hit the ball, but he's, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean we I'm assuming we the can closest. Assume. Yeah. Yeah. But um at least maybe not in the stat cast era. We haven't had a Switch, switch hitter, hitter who hits the yeah. ball quite as hard as he does. Yeah. Uh, Arizona is a playoff team. They could be a legit. Again, that West is real weird. Yeah. Um, I think he could. I think they could be legit contenders with a little bit more starting pitching. Uh, Zach Davies is still in the rotation. Um, Ryan Nelson is pitching like ass. <laughs> Brandon Fott has been very disappointing in his start i think he even got sent back to triple a like g-rod did how's gallon doing that. i haven't been paying attention in the last oh gallon is an days. ace he's gonna win the cy young it's gonna be him it's him versus spencer strider for the cy young right sure. now in the nl yeah sandy hasn't been great this year oh right? he's been it's, uh, he's been pretty bad yeah yeah not not good uh the mets lost back-to-back games over the weekend to 
Colorado 10 to 7 and 11 yep. to 10. So weird thing with the Mets that I want to bring up. Sure. Um, Kodai Senga, uh, he has been unreal in City Field, and he has been absolute dog water on really? the road, which is very strange. I think the uh, the numbers are like a 1.2 ERA in City and like a 6.5 ERA on the road or something. Dog water. It's like bad. It's Put him in the bowl. Really, dude, it's strange. <laughs> Lap him up. I was going to note that he blanked the Phillies the other day. But, in City um, Field? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I know he, he does Nola not was have, pitching uh, there tonight. I'm he has sure nothing while on the went. road. It's odd. Yeah, the the Mets right now at exactly or at, Phillies have been skidding too a little bit. Um, they, the, the Phillies have been incredibly disappointing. Out they of are, every single team though that 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 is not a worry. It's the Phillies because last year they were complete dog shit until it mattered. So the yeah. Marlins are still in tied for second right now. Yeah. 29 and 27. Yeah. That's the team uh, overperforming. That's I'm, I'm like telling it. you the bottom of the NL divisions are so strange because you have I, the fact that the Rockies are, what was their record again? Did you say they're like 24 and 32, 20, 24 and 32. Okay. If you had to guess what the Rockies record would be after almost 60 games, I would you have guessed they were over 20 wins? I would have probably said they were at like exactly twenty ones. I probably would have yeah. put them at like twenty one. Yeah, I think that's fair, and that's sixty. We are not at sixty just yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're a little, a little bit better. Little bit. They've gotten a few more wins. Yeah, they're not playing five hundred ball like the owner said the goal was. But <laughs> sure. they are. Uh, yeah, they are. You know. I think we could play five hundred ball. No, uh-huh. no, you can't. Well, um, you should. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Um, Logan T. Allen shut down the Orioles on Monday. Logan Talon. A nice little pitching duel against Tyler Wells. Sure. Uh, Cleveland's going to have some very interesting rotation choices to make once Tristan McKenzie comes back from IL. Uh, Aaron Savali as well. You, you'd think both of those guys would probably stick in the, the rotation alongside Shane Bieber. And with Logan T. Allen and Tanner Bybee looking like great rotation pieces, um, I think Cleveland's going to have quite a few. Who do you think goes? Because they're going to have they they have to ship someone. Yeah, because they need offense. So um, what are they going to do? I mean, I think when like Cody Morris comes back, he goes straight to the bullpen. Sure. Um, I think the f- I mean trade because at the deadline they have to go after a bat if they want to compete, yeah. which they can in that division because they can make the playoffs if they start hitting. So they're f- five games under five hundred right now. Probably not getting quite to a hundred wins. Right. Um, I, I <laughs> just a little sorry. under the projection. I think Cal Quantrill <laughs> maybe goes. I think maybe he's the guy that but gets are you getting a eventually. good bat for Cal Control? Um, nobody wants to trade pitching. Like nobody. Yeah, but they have an excess. Baseball of it. wants to exactly no, but nobody in baseball wants to trade pitching. So unless if you're the Yankees, gets to the point where they can say maybe like they might have to just cut like Hunter Gaddis, but. They could they could say okay Cal Quantrill we we're gonna move him to some team that just needs an arm this is a guy whose numbers have been better than his stuff for sure quite some time so you know that he's gonna go in and give you like three four starter numbers right um, they're gonna send him to the Cardinals probably gonna be go a, get like exactly. one of those uh, yeah. you know, one of their bats that they, they have could trade too many of. They could trade Cal Quantrill for Tyler O'Neill sure I bet actually I bet that's both a, teams would that's do that. a good projection yeah <laughs> like, I, th- I think. 
Yeah, that's kind of my guess, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think that's a trade that, you know, first of all, if you put Cal Quantrill on the block, you're going to get a number of bidders right now, not because he's a particularly great pitcher, but because nobody's trading pitching. Right. Uh, the Cardinals put O'Neill, who they're kind of sick of and don't really have a spot for up on the block. I think that works for both teams. Yep, I think you're right. That's uh, You heard it here first, folks. The first uh, trade deadline pod. The first trade <laughs> prediction of the year. Yeah. yeah. Cal Quantrill, I think. Eventually, they're going to go with Bieber, McKenzie, Bybee, Logan T. Allen, and um, probably Savali in that's that a, five spot. That's a pretty freaky rotation. They also have Gavin Williams right on the verge of the majors. He's like one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. He's sure. got ace stuff. Uh, righty, I think lefty. he's a righty. Okay. I think when he comes up, probably you just see Aaron Savali get bumped. Like he probably moves to the bullpen at some point. Like he, he seems like a guy that could eat innings late in the season. Like maybe if they get to the playoffs, he could be a two inning guy out of the pen. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it does seem like they are due for an elite rotation quite soon. Yep. But um, they also, they, they need to start hitting They're uh, I mean, they, they had a crazy game against the Orioles today. Actually, they put up like 12 runs in five innings. Or yes. Um, Josh Bell is starting to hit a little bit. I know that. Um, I think uh, other than that, they're, lineup has not been given him much jose yeah. ramirez is not playing like the jose ramirez that we know he can be steven kwan has been bad um uh, yeah kwan has regressed is just a little bit but again he was playing like one so, yeah but again last year he was playing amazingly um so he had to kind of yeah, come I mean, back he's... down he'll he'll come back i'm sure it's mm-hmm. you know how many guys have a sophomore slump there's a reason oh, it has a name everybody so right yeah um julio yep Wit Julio was had a cold for a while. He's starting to heat up. Yep. Um, the Red Sox put up five runs in the bottom of the ninth last night, but lost nine to eight to the Reds. <laughs> I just think that's funny. So funny. I don't really have much else to say about that. <laughs> also, um, right after uh, the the Celtics. Oh yeah, bounced. the Celtics got bounced in Game Seven. Uh, Bill Simmons looked like a depressed yep. caveman. Uh, Dave Portnoy was apparently on the verge of dying. Good. So <laughs> yeah, do um, us all a favor. Boston, eat shit. Except for you, Matt Farley. We love you. <laughs> Oh, uh, right. He was from Boston. Yeah. And then. Sorry, Matt. Just today. I don't like your basketball <laughs> team or your baseball team or your football team. I kind of have no beef really with the Celtics. I just like seeing that fan base lose. That's, yeah. That's same. really the, that's the one thing. Like, I, I just like seeing them sad. I don't have a beef with the Patriots because oh, uh, historically, I, well, yeah, you would, Jets fan. Yeah. Historically, you I'm Giants good. fan. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm chilling, you know man. That, that makes sense. They're my children. Just today, Shohei Otani homered twice for the Angels. Mike Trout hit a ball 476 feet. Final score? Or Tigers 8, Angels 3. Thank I'm, you very I'm much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but the actual score was Angels. They, they won the game. The Angels won 12-5. to 5. Yeah, there you go. Lance Lynn got tanked. Not exactly a tungsten, but not, not quite. Louis Varland looked great tonight for the Twins against the Astros. Um can we talk about the Astros real quick? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a ton to say about them. I mean, they're playing pretty well. They've won seven of their last ten. But so they looked bad tonight. The reason that I want to talk about them is not based on what they're doing currently as a team. It is more of a grander sense. Sure. Um, can you name the last team to repeat as World Series champion? Um, it was the Yankees. Correct. So that being said. Just by the math, <laughs> if you are the New York Yankees 
and there has been a thorn in your paw named the Houston Astros for half a decade, for half a decade, if not more. 2015 is now eight years ago. Sure. Um, different era, though, but <laughs> completely go different forward. <laughs> era. But the Astros have beat us with like four different rosters. So whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um, the Yankees need to realize that the math is on their side. The Astros won the World Series last year. That means they have a very slim chance of repeating. <laughs> Historically, it has not happened in 23 years. That means if you're going to do it, this is the year. Because you should be able to beat anyone else. And if it's the Rays again, I'm going to be upset who knock us out. Um, I should say if the Rays the knock us out. The vibes metric. The vibes metric on the Astros this year is not pointing towards World Series. It's <laughs> oh, pointing man. towards playoffs and probably winning their division. Um, but they don't have the juice that they had last year, mostly because they just won the World Series. I would love to see Texas take that division. I would. It not. looks like they could. I would not love that. Would you like to know why? Why? <laughs> because the Texas Rangers have not been in the playoffs in years, and if we now have to deal with another Texas team who shows up and has an elite, elite staff and lineup, and just finds a way to beat us in the playoffs, and then we have to deal yeah, with both of them. Care. I'm not really talking from a Yankee I am. lens. <laughs> I am. It's May. It's time to start talking about the World Series for the Yankees. Oh, so, <laughs> no, it is you actually. Start your own podcast. <laughs> I did. I'm going to go few weeks ago with you. But I'm going no. to Montana. <laughs> no, I will say. See the falls. It's, there are no falls in Are Montana. there falls in Montana? Definitely there probably not. are. There, no, might, there might be. be. There's like. Uh, I don't know. Are there Montana Highlands? Whatever. Maybe. Um, the, I don't know what the uh, fuck's it, in Montana. It's not much. I have been there. It's really not much. A lot of cows. Um, but the uh, it is June, though. So it is officially not the earliest stages of the season anymore. We are close to 60 games in. So not that it's time to start projecting the playoffs or the World Series or whatever. But um, it is kind of getting to the point where we can start gauging who is really a contender and who will be. And I'm not saying the Astros are out of it. I'm just saying that the vibes for them are not the same as they were last year where they looked, you know, like world beaters until they got to the World Series and beat everyone. Could very easily happen again. Or it could. It could. It very, they, if they turn it on, I wouldn't be shocked. So, We've got about eight you know. contenders in the American League right now. Yep. All of them are in two divisions. <laughs> it's just completely absurd. Yeah. Uh, kind of rough. Well, that's that's just about an hour. Maybe we wrap up this week's Mudville. Sure. I think I wanted to touch on real quick. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Barry. Oh, Barry. Yeah. yeah no. The, the end of television, as they say. Uh, four this shows week. ended this week. Yeah, seriously. Four super popular shows. It's uh, I, I watched two of them, I think. As Did do you I. Watch? I didn't watch... I don't watch Ted Lasso. I don't watch Mrs. Meisel, but I watch Succession and uh, Barry. I watch Ted Lasso and Barry, so there you go. Um, All good shows. My parents love Mrs. Meisel. I know that. Um, Parents tend to do that. Yes. Um, They also tend to love Ted Lasso. I also love Ted Lasso. That show is fantastic. No comment. It's I I there is it it pisses me off when people like see one clip of like the wholesome part of that show, like the, the stick of it. And then they're like, this looks like an after school special. It's like, there's, you know, the context of it makes a lot of sense. That it's, scene did look like it was written by a guidance counselor. I, I get that. That's the thing. The reason that that was the way that it was is because it was setting up one of the characters being, um, 
outed by his teammate as being gay because they all had to clear shit off of their phones and then he went through his phone and found that he had like he was gay it was a a season-long arc with this character um and he'd been hiding it and then that was it was basically just setting up a plot point Um, wow yeah so that i that show is great knowing is only half the battle dick but anyway it's a good show i would recommend anyway go watch succession uh, yeah succession i i started a long time ago and then never finished i need to get back into it and watch it again um but anyway if you want to try to sell succession the way i try to sell ted lasso go ahead um i don't think i think it i think it speaks for itself it definitely does everybody knows it but think about the ending of barry yeah um i enjoyed it a lot i think I felt it. I felt it was a little bit rushed. It it definitely felt a little rushed. I was gonna say, like when I got back that night before we watched it, you said that you gave it a B plus, and I think that you absolutely nailed it. Yeah, or it's exactly what would happen. I'm not gonna say what they deserved because it's not at all. Which is why it is what would happen. Like there's no other way that that would have gone down. Of course. What should we do? Spoilers or no? Uh, nah. I mean, don't, I would. You, you can like. V- vaguely gesture i guess fair enough um what happens with gene makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. like finally doesn't have anything to say it was definitely a Um, comedic punchline yeah definitely (laughs) what happened with the film the plot of the film makes complete sense uh i thought it was funny i i enjoy the uh, the only problem that i had is uh, Moss jumping to that conclusion so quickly. Yeah, I thought that was a little out of character. I I agreed with that, and also I, f- yeah, I mean, I definitely like that. It's like we glorify people just because they're in the military, and yep. like very becomes this like martyr, despite you know. I guess we're not, I guess we are. Do we, we're doing it, spoilers but- now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Sally is. Like uh, I, I liked that ending. I, I did too. I wrote it down. Um, I had a thought that I'm just going to read off because I wrote it immediately afterwards, which was John gets to grow up unafflicted by or unaffected by the dark side of Barry, but still has to deal with the darkest parts of Sally, which is much more real and honest as people do have parents that are like Sally, but nobody has a parent like Barry. I think it's like Sally being this, you know, extremely narcissistic. People have narcissistic parents. That's like, you know, a thing everybody's so narcissist it's well it's okay everybody is a you know narcissist to, to a extent. degree yeah. sally is on another level um which you know the kid literally says i love you and then she just goes did you like the show was it good <laughs> um but yeah i think that that is uh you know it, it grounds it a little bit more and then uh on memorial day uh yeah. bill Hader puts out this great treatise against uh you know violence in america as he just waltzes out of a walmart strapped to the gills <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah that was funny know, it was good stuff um i do think it should have been two seasons the final season like i, I agree i think it, that that could have worked so so well as if they did that hard transition at the end of season four and then season five could have been like so many people compared it to like vince gilligan and better call saul which i haven't quite seen i have not se- quite seen or have not seen this have not seen okay <laughs> <But> <laughs> felt if i could talk around it it would make me seem less stupid <laughs> less uncultured <laughs> yeah um, but I, like i don't know i i definitely felt like there could have been like he could have done like a twin peaks the return type thing with season five or at least had some sort of 
influence to it there because sure. I definitely felt that in that like honestly the most haunting part of season four for me was the depiction of the american midwest like yeah it was oh so, my god like, oh, scary it gave me chills it really even thinking about it oh now god. Yeah. like sally just broke down even thinking about it towards the end yep and yeah i think uh, i get it i mean it yeah. was rushed but it was it was good it I was effective it. It was very effective. happy to see what where uh, bill Hader goes next i was about to say i can't wait to watch bill Hader's horror movies that he's about to definitely start making yep. <laughs> like, he is tapping into a very similar vein of um he's going to be the white jordan as peele. jordan peele yeah, oh yeah we both, okay yeah that's exactly where i was going with <laughs> that's that. where you're going with um that. just very you know static also though i don't want him to stop acting yeah um, i'd like to see him you know give us the the full hater if it was the full hater <laughs> not the josh the bill <laughs> but um yeah i think his uh you know this role for him was so good and i you know i loved it i i think he somehow made one of the most despicable um or who should have been one of the most despicable people extremely human and sympathetic and it was really it was a great show beginning to end i'm with it one of my favorite shows ever. Shout up out there with to the, Barry. Uh, up there with the best. Yep. Uh, that has been this week's episode of Mudville. Happy June to all the people out there. Hopefully. Uh, it's summer. Hope you have a good summer. Hope it's warm. <laughs> what, are we, what are we coming back in the fall? <laughs> yeah. We'll be back next week. <laughs> we'll be back in like August, maybe October. No, we'll be back next week. See you in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> See yeah. you for the presidential no, we'll, election. We'll be back very, very soon. Uh, please rate us five stars. Leave us a nice review. Do whatever you want. Go follow us on Twitter at <laughs> Mudville Pod. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, that Do too. You in want. Some Go cases. fuck yourself. Yeah, but uh, if, if Chris Bassett or not Chris Bassett, if Anthony Bass, if found Anthony this podcast, Bass is listening to this Go podcast, fuck, fuck you. Yep. If Liam Hendricks found this podcast, welcome back. We're glad to have you back. Glad you're all right. <laughs> Our batteries are about to die. We timed this perfectly. Beautiful. Right. Goodbye. See you next week.